Tiffany with your host, Tiffany Morgan. Why, hello there, my little sweet peas, my little love muffins from all around the big, the big blue world. This is your hostess, Miss Tiffany Morgan, coming to you live from Kingston, Ontario, Canada, the home of limestone and the home to me, Miss Tiffany Morgan. That's right, as I'm getting a little bit blinded by the light here. <laughs> uh, so, sweet peas, I'm recording right now. Is I think it's the hottest day I've ever uh, ever been in this uh, this house. It's a, it's an old, uh, slightly old, older than a century, a uh, century home. Doesn't have the built-in air conditioning and stuff. I have a window AC on in the next room. I have a fan blowing at me. Hopefully, we're not picking up any crazy noises for that. Uh, but this is the way I'm staying cool. And I've also reduced the amount of lighting going on here. Because that's what you gotta do. These are the practical things of trying to stay cool during a heat wave. Heat wave! Burning through my heart. Nothing but a heat wave is tear me apart. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Breakfast with Tiffany is a lovely podcast radio program on C4C 101.9 FM and on my website, Tiffany.com. That's T-Y-F-F-A-N-I-E.com. I am a drag queen gardener here in Kingston, Ontario, Canada. I kept the drag community alive, living off my back. <laughs> Carrying it through the uh, the centuries there. <laughs> Sorry, I I make I make reference to that every now and again because uh, that's what the McLean's article says. Because <laughs> I kept it alive, I did keep it alive. What can I say? I was the last drag queen for a very long time, and then suddenly RuPaul's Drag Race became very popular, <laughs> and then suddenly we got drag queens and drag kings and drag artists coming out of the woodwork all over the place. I. I yeah, sometimes it's, uh, I gotta shake my head. I'm like, wow, this is just insane. It's just insane at how many amazing, talented people are out there who, who got into drag as an art form. Because, you know, at, at one point I was like, well, drag's dead. <laughs> it's just me doing it. And, you know? <laughs> and then, surprise, guess what? Everyone's doing it now. <laughs> and in another 20 years from now, when I'm, uh, ooh, how would I be at that point? But anyway, another 20 years from now, if I'm still alive, uh, you know, maybe I'll be the only one doing it again <laughs> in Kingston anyway. We'll see. We'll see. Call me in 20 years from now. <laughs> well, I may be a little, uh, hysterical, a little bit sick. <laughs> Eat stroking or something going on here. I'm laughing at myself like you wouldn't believe. Anyway, sweet beans. Uh, if, uh, if you're a gardener out there, like I said, I'm a drag queen gardener. So I love talking about drag and I love talking about gardening. This program, it's going to be all about gardening. It's going to be all about gardening. You may actually hear the birds, the budgies in the background. Hopefully, hopefully not. Uh, but, uh, anyway, this is about gardening. I took a tour in the, in this heat wave. I took a little tour through my garden. Hopefully the audio sounds pretty good. I recorded it on my iPhone, uh, but I have this little external microphone that literally looks like a mini microphone. It looks like one of the Muppets would be holding this microphone and singing karaoke. Or maybe, oh, Kermit the Frog. Like, you know, oh no, they didn't have that kind of microphone with Kermit the Frog, the the investigator. It was, uh, anyway, it's a cute little microphone. I love it. Uh, but it records fairly well. And uh, so, Sweet Peas, I, I did a little recording, 20 minutes of a walkthrough through Tiffany's garden. 
sharing with you some of the plants, some of the plant families that I have out there. Trust me, I could go on for hours, but this is only like 20 some odd minutes. So, sweet peas, please give it up for me, Miss Tiffany Morgan, going through Tiffany's garden. Hello, sweet peas, and welcome to Tiffany's garden. I'm actually in Tiffany's garden. Uh, and, uh, I'm just taking a little look-see here. So, uh, maybe it's a little bit of a garden tour. I don't know here on Breakfast with Tiffany. It might be a little garden tour. I have, um, as some of you may know, I have a few varieties of bananas. <laughs> and this is a dwarf Cavendish banana that I have. Um, it's about, uh, it's not even a foot tall yet. It's because, hey, it's dwarf. Uh, but it should produce fruit eventually in maybe two or three years uh, produce some fruit that should be edible. I'm looking forward to that. Um, but I am kind of like a little surprised too, because I, I, I've, I've been to a few of my, um, uh, my friend's gardens and they bought planters and the planters had these in them. And I was like, wait, I, did I pay a specialty nursery <laughs> for this? And I could have just got a planter from the, the local hardware store. Um, but yeah, so we're, we're on my front, uh, sorry, my back deck, which is, uh, what I call the tropical garden. And, uh, for the visual people, uh, yes, it is, it is messy. I, I, I'm never, I'm never really good at cleaning up. I'm never really good at cleaning up. What can I say? Um, but, uh, but I, I have some, uh, these are kind of pom uh, palms. They're like a, they're sable miner. They're like a, a shrub form of a palm. Uh, it's really spiky, but I do like the, uh, like the fronds. Sorry, as I move the microphone away from me, it is a bit spiky, but I do love the fronds, um, because it's very kind of fan-like, very fan-like. Um, but yeah, and there's, uh, there's quite a few things here. So, yeah, let's, uh, switch this around, though. Let's take a look-see at me. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm doing the tour in my garden gear. Uh, I'm in my broad, uh, my broad hat that I have, that, uh, Scarborough Dude. If you are a podcaster out there, you may know the name Scarborough Dude. Uh, Scarborough Dude, uh, one of the first Canadian podcasters. And, uh, yeah, he, uh, he came by one day and he gave me <laughs> a big old kind of straw hat, wide, wide rim straw hat, and it's turned into my gardening hat ever since. But, yeah, I'm really, uh, thank you. <laughs> it's, uh, it's part of the gear. It's part, of, as well as flip-flops. Flip-flops are part of the gear as well. <laughs> uh, but see these, I'm, I'm focusing on a dumb, another banana. So I'm kind of known for the uh, Musa Baju bananas. They produce what we call pups or babies very, uh, very freely. Um, I was trying to do a little bit of an experiment because, uh, the mother plant, which died in the center there, um, the mother plant. And it's over, there's another one of the same equal age over here. But the mother plant started producing this very large kind of corm, as we call it. And, uh, and the sprouts can come out from the sides of the corm. So that I was trying to build the soil around the corm as it was growing up to see if it made more babies, but just made more mess, I suppose. Um, but yeah, and then we got some allocations. This was given to me. It's a giant one and it's producing quite a, quite a stem on it. Um, it's produced in years past, um, leaves that are, I think it was almost like a meter, 
It was almost a meteor. I, I, I know people. It's hard to believe that. It's hard to believe that, I, you know, it, you can grow in a pot a plant that cr grows leaves that are about a meter wide. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's insane. It's insane. Uh, <laughs> as I walk through here in my garden. Um, oh, I got flowers. Oh, look at that. So um, my Grow With Me challenge, um, which some of you uh, may may know about, <laughs> may not know about. I'm not too sure. But, uh, oh, as I almost knock over the camera. Uh, my Grow With Me challenge, I was uh, challenging you, my listeners, to grow with me uh, and to share in the growing journey. Now, I've been kind of a little bit uh, relaxed on that, <laughs> but here, here is an example. I suggested we grow a Blahilda pole bean, a Blahilda climbing pole bean, and here's my Blahilda. I planted it very late, very, very late, uh, but as you can see, it's doing very, very well. Um, it's planted in a pot on my patio, on my deck. And it's uh, at least six feet tall now, and it's producing some uh, blossoms, which means beans, which means seeds. Yeah, we're we're getting there. We're getting there, sweet peas. We're getting there. I'm really excited about that. Um, it's it's growing on this little trellis that <laughs> is meant for an experiment that I was doing with a uh, with a weed tree, with a weed sapling of a tree. Uh, but I may have killed the tree. <laughs> I think I killed the tree. <laughs> but hey, you know, it's one of those uh, tree seedlings that pop up in your, your garden. Because if you're a gar gardener, you got those weed trees, as we call them. This is a uh, like a maple variety, uh, which uh, which seeds all over my yard. Uh, and then, of course, we got the Manitoba maples as well. This is a, a true, this is like a, um, a Norway maple sort of thing. Um, and then there's uh, other maples as well that grow in the yard. But let's continue on. Let's continue on. Um, I've got some basil here. <laughs> Actually, yeah, let's take a look at the basil. Uh, I, I bought this. Let's just be honest. I bought this basil. But it's looking really good. It's looking really good. So this is a member, which is, which is interesting, because there's a lot of members of the um, mint family, uh, also called Lamiaceae. Uh, family, and they're, they're they're distinguished by a by a few characteristics. Let's see if we can uh, figure that out together. Let's see if we can figure that out together. So, one of the major major things, and then I have some Lamiaceae um, uh, lamium uh, that grows in t in the uh, in the garden as well. But uh, one of the uh, familiarities is actually the uh, the flower heads. Uh, the flower heads produce uh, like a lip. I don't have a flower right now for you, but it produces kind of like a lip, and that's where the Latin name comes from. But a, a lot of the uh, members, uh, all the members of the family, I'm not too sure if you can see in the video here, but uh, they uh, they also have other characteristics. So they have the flowers are kind of like a like a lip. Uh, bumblebees love it. They just buzz right into there. They just, oh, they just, bumblebees just love it. Also, the, the stem tends to be a, a square. I don't know if you notice uh, your basil, your mint, all that kind of stuff. The stem has like four sides to it. It has four sides to it. Let's see if we can get this camera down a little bit better here. 
It has four sides. If I cut this in half, uh, like if I took a cutting of this, you'd see that it's kind of like square sides. So that's uh, that's another of the characteristics uh, uh, characteristic of the family. Quite often, they're also very fragrant too. You know, uh, <laughs> as uh, as basil is. I'm just realizing now too. I have another member of the uh, Lamiaceae family down uh, just right below here, and it does have the blooms on it too. Let's see if we can. On a bloom. So this is coleus, and coleus is the same is very related uh, to the to the uh, basil mint family. It is a part of the mint family. Don't know if you can see, but it, there's a little bottom lip, a little bottom lip, which helps the uh, pollinators get in there. Um, there's like a little bit of a top lip there too. Yeah, and again as well. So if you look at the stem of a of coleus, it's a, it's a, it's got four sides, square, stem, all member of the same family. Yeah. Let's keep going on because there's so much more. There's so much more. I'm like, we should be talking more, more, more. Uh, <laughs> oh, also an experiment, and it's about to, it's about to start blooming here too. Uh, is chrysanthemums. These are fancy chrysanthemums. These are like show-stopping chrysanthemums. They'll, they'll produce like these huge flowers, uh, which I'm really looking forward to. This is my first, this is an experiment. I've never grown chrysanthemums before. I'm looking really forward to that. I should, I should focus more on chrysanthemums next, uh, next, uh, the next program, but also, um, you know, tomato challenge. As you may know, I'm doing a tomato garden challenge with, uh, Carson Arthur. And I think this may be the winner right here. <laughs> it's, it's really big. It's more than 10 inches round already. There's another one over here, too. Um, I'm starting to wonder if I need to support the tomatoes on the vine. <laughs> Give it a little burlap there. But this is, uh, this is interesting because this was supposed to be an experiment. Planting them in pots was just supposed to be an experiment. It was, they weren't supposed to, in my mind, they weren't supposed to produce the, the biggest fruit. But guess what? They may. They just may be the biggest fruit, the heaviest fruit that I produce, uh, this season. It was going to be the ones in the pots. I, I, you know, I, I was like, I was like, people, you know, p people have patios. They don't have gardens. Um, what, uh, what can we do to like, you know, sh share with them that, hey, you can garden too. You can you can garden in a pot. You can garden in a planter. You can garden anywhere. Um, and clearly, you can even get the biggest tomato out of a out of a pot on a, on the deck. Speaking of which, here's uh, here's another banana variety that I have, uh, Musa Thai Black, Bal Balbosia. It's it's a uh, plantain variety, uh, and it's uh, the mother plant's been in bloom since February still going strong. It's insane, insane. And it's produced a baby. It's produced a pup, as we call it. So that means uh, I'll continue getting more, 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 more later. Now we're going to go through a messy part of the yard. This is the side yard. It's the production side. We got the some mulch, some soil, some cuttings that really need to, some trimmings that need to go away. And now we're going through the the tunnel, as I call it, the side yard, which is all shaded as well. Um, underneath this really big pine tree that I got when I bought the house, which produces a lot of great shade, but it also produces 
some interesting growing conditions. So as we can see, there, it's getting a little dry under here. Normally uh, in springtime, it's full of lamium in bloom. Right now it's full of mint about to, about to bloom. <laughs> um, some wild spearmint that's uh, kind of growing here. Uh, and uh, this has been so odd this year. The, um, the bleeding heart, I call it Dicentra. It's been renamed. <laughs> it's been renamed. So I don't know what the rename is. Uh, but it's still, I, I thought they died back. They're, they're just about to die back and go back into the garden, uh, into the bed. So it's been a good year for them. Very good year for them. And uh, my Empress Wu Hasta is looking really good. So uh, the plan, I don't know if you notice here, but my, my path is about six inches wide. The plan is to widen the path. The plan is to make a proper path so that I can actually have visitors by. Because I can't, uh, it's, <laughs> it's hard to walk when there's like just a, a little patio stone. Um, it's hard to ask visitors to just be like, oh, mind your step. They want to look at the garden. They don't want to be looking where they're going. <laughs> uh, we got a little ghost fern back there, a Japanese ghost fern. Uh, you know, sometimes it's, uh, I do love the ferns. It's uh, My garden is a shaded uh, type garden. And I do love, uh, you know, big leaves like the hostas. Um, I love the ferns, but sometimes, you know, even with the ferns, you have to find the right, uh, the right spot for them. Um, still have a little bit of blooms from the clematis going on here. And uh, we're now starting to walk past the espalier apple trees. We got two. We got one uh, semi-dwarfing rootstock, so it's a little bit more vigorous than the other one. It's two tiers. Two tiers, and uh, we still have apples, which I'm happy to report. It's all all netted up to keep the squirrels at bay. We have a little bit of rust on this shorter one. This is now uh, a single tier espalier. It's on a dwarfing, full dwarfing rootstock, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's got some rust to it, but it's it's resistant. It'll survive. I should give it another spray. Uh, all, you know, when I bought this house, it was all about the ferns. <laughs> when I saw the little fern gully that is at uh, this corner of my uh, back garden, uh, you know, when I saw it uh, visiting houses, I was like, yes. <laughs> I uh, This is my house. This is my house. Uh, part of the project for White in the Path is actually to also um, put some boxwood edging around it. And uh, this this year is the first year that we got, uh, or I got, uh, the uh, half barrels. Because I have four planters in the backyard. Um, and uh, the plastic ones have finished. They're, they're just broken. They're just broken. Um, but I plant my dahlias in them. And here's, uh, here's some of the dahlias. The, uh, the orange pom-poms, as I call them. Uh, and then this one here is uh, one I grew from seed. Uh, I call it Granny Pink because it's it's like a pink color, and it reminds me of my great grandmother because she had a lot of I don't know. It was like a pink purple kind of color. That that was her signature color. So um, yeah, more dahlias. I do love them. And of course, we have some more uh, experiments of the uh, chrysanthemums.
although the growing with one of the uh, grow with me challenge um, plants as well which is the uh, melon. the melon. so the melon vine is in this planter along with the chrysanthemums may have been a bad choice may have been a bad choice because uh, I think the cucumelon is now shading out the uh, chrysanthemum. Uh, and yet to get any fruit on the cucumelon. Oh, there's a little fruit developing there. Hopefully the birds don't get them. But normally I do get quite a few cucumelons in the season. <sighs> Blow off the mosquitoes. We have my little Himalayan uh, lily growing. It's like like a tree lily almost, I suppose you call it. Oh, I just noticed. Oh, so this, this is my uh, Rosa Sharon, as they call it, uh, commonly here. Uh, it's a hibiscus. It's a hardy hibiscus. I've been training it as a, as a standard. So a standard means it's kind of like a lollipop. You have one stem and then it branches out. And it's producing the flower heads now. Looking forward to that. It's very uh, Rosa Sharon pink kind of color. Um, I do love it. It produces a lot of seed. I grew I grew that from seed too. I grew that from seed, <laughs> and it's taller than me now. It's taller than me. My little fern gully here. I did buy these plants, these ferns. Um, don't remember. The labels of them but this one that's taking over it's a short one it's no more than 12 inches tall um, it is the shield fern it is it is from the northern climbs the northern climbs <laughs> uh, I'm quite surprised at how well it's doing in the corner here I kind of want to dig some up and then try it elsewhere see how well it does there uh, in other areas so uh, yeah I do remember like growing up as a kid Going out into the, the bush, as we call it, we go out to the out to the for and you would see all this covering the the forest floors. It was just lovely, just lovely. And uh, of course, again, more production sort of side of things. We're we're now at my greenhouse, and uh, I'm looking at my rain barrel. Uh, important thing to do as a gardener is to always, 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 always think about collecting rain. Rainwater is a really great it's it's not it's not hard water, it's not treated water. It's really good for uh, quite a few plants, uh, especially even even the indoor plants and stuff of like that. And uh, and by collecting and reusing rainwater, it's it's always a good thing uh, for the environment as well. So I try to try to use as much rainwater as I can. Um, we're at my greenhouse now <laughs> with the hopefully prize-winning tomatoes. <laughs> um, yeah, in the last in the last week, the the tomatoes that have set are starting to really get growing. Um, I don't know if you can. See. There's one over there, and I haven't measured these ones. Measured the ones uh, in the on the patio as I try to squeeze in here. That's that's another reason why you would trim your tomatoes is that <laughs> you don't have to squeeze in. Um, yeah, probably not 10 inches, but I do have to thin them out. I did a video on uh, Instagram and on my YouTube about thinning out your tomatoes it's, uh, so that they can grow big, 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 big tomatoes. Because I do need at least one to be heavier 
than Carson's to me. To win between my little challenge with Carson Arthur. <laughs> um, a little surprise secret in the in the greenhouse is um, pineapple lilies. I have uh, two uh, Eucomus bicolor, as it's called. And they're uh, they're in bloom still. They do bloom kind of a long time. They they're producing some seed on the one side, but they're called the pineapple lily because um, lily because <laughs> it's uh, it's the flower head is so unique. So it reminds you of a pineapple, and I don't really understand how to describe it. So it produces this stem. And on the stem, then at the top, there, there's rows upon rows of, of tiny little flower florets. But then at the top, it grows this little top hat almost of leaves uh, that uh, kind of branch out sort of thing, like the top of a pineapple. So like the flowers kind of look like the pineapple fruit, and then the top looks like the, the leaves on the top of a pineapple, hence why they call it pineapple lily. Uh, but it's a uh, eucomus bicolor, bicolor meaning that it has two colors, it's purple and green. <laughs> it uh, it grows um, by a kind of a corm rhizome sort of thing, um, and, uh, and I bring them indoors, dry them up, put them out again. There we go. So that's really kind of for me. It's really kind of for me just to enjoy um, being in the greenhouse, because let me tell you, I am recording this on the hottest day of this year thus far and uh, standing in the greenhouse was not a not a good idea <laughs> so one of the things for uh, every gardener is to is to also stay hydrated put the bug spray on and uh, the sunscreen but sweet peas I'm going to let you go very shortly uh, so that was my little garden tour yes it's messy <laughs> Um, you know, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to keep up with the garden work, uh, when it's, uh, when it's really, really hot, but, uh, hopefully we'll, we'll transition into a beautiful, beautiful yard that I can have people over and visit. And I'll end this day on a little bloom, uh, on some costas. Aren't they just lovely? Looking forward to it. All right, sweepies. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. All right, sweepies. Well, yes, that was my little my little video, my little tour of my garden. Isn't it great? <laughs> yes, it's very overgrown. Some of you out there will be like, you know, if you if you saw the video on my social medias, you'll be like, oh, so... yes, it is. It is. What can I say? Sometimes being a drag queen gardener means things are being split between two. <laughs> two different things doing drag shows especially during pride month in june and then also gardening in june because you know june is like you know may june that's the that's a peak gardening time and of course i was busy <laughs> doing the drag shows you're listening to breakfast with tiffany with me miss tiffany morgan drag queen gardener extraordinaire uh on my podcast on um uh, tiffany.com that's t-y-f-f-a-n-i-e.com and also uh as a podcast on apple Podcasts and on spotify but also more importantly on cfrc 101.9 fm um i will be get going off the airwaves uh by the end of august that's right sweet peas i'll be leaving the cfrc family i'm sorry i'm sorry uh, but uh, it's time for me to keep moving on, keep growing as an artist and, and focusing on the gardening, too, <laughs> instead of doing a weekly show. 
Who knows? Maybe we'll still do a week. I don't know. Whatever. We'll we'll figure things out. We'll figure things out. But I would be amiss, because I am the Drag Queen Gardener, to not mention that there's some drag shows coming up. <laughs> there's some drag shows coming up. So um, I want to mention um, uh, some drag shows going on. So uh, there is... What else is there? Oh, my, oh my word. Oh, my word. Uh... <laughs> Stephanie Prince, Stephanie Prince, the Ste- I'm like, what? what is the show? Stephanie Prince Drag Show is happening August 19th here in Kingston. Buy your tickets today. Go to dragshow.ca. That's dragshow.ca. Stephanie Prince, Canada's Drag Race Season 3. This is going to be a big production drag show at the Four Points Sheridan. You want to sit down, drinks, you want to have all the family with you, come on down to that. Focus on that. But yeah, go to dragshow.ca for all your shows Drag shows going on in and around Kingston. But Sweet Peas, I gotta go. I gotta go. So I'll give you my love. Bye-bye, Sweet Peas.